Take thou authority to preach the gospel. Indeed, I look upon all the world as my parish. Welcome to our latest episode of Field Preachers. We're trying to release some special podcasts for you in light of the the era of quarantine that has fallen upon most of us. And so I am really excited and honored to welcome our guest for today. Um, I actually, I met Marty, well, it was a couple months ago, right? In South Carolina at a retreat. And I saw something on his Facebook page this morning and was like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to him today. So he was grateful to drop everything and join us. Uh, Marty, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are, where you're serving. All right. Good afternoon. I'm Reverend Dr. Martin Quick, and I'm currently the associate pastor at Journey United Methodist Church in Columbia, South Carolina. We are a 12-year church plant. We are almost a teenager, so we're just leaving that baby stage and infant stage, and uh, we're still growing. So I'm just excited about the opportunity to share some of the things that we are, we're doing there currently, and also to help folk navigate through this, these murky waters. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, um, tell, tell me a little bit about your relationship with social media and, and how that impacted your, your D-Men. Okay, so I went to get my, I, I went, I entered um, the D-Men program, not really knowing what I was going to do my research project because I have a background in chaplaincy. So my, my inkling was to, let me do something in chaplaincy. And God clearly spoke to me one day about doing something with social media. And I was like, social media and the church? Like, no, that just doesn't seem like that's a good fit. But whatever God did, whatever whenever God spoke that to me, it just stuck. And so I began to kind of discern, like, God, where do you want me to go? Okay, I hear you, God. Where do you want me to go? So immediately I began to start doing research on social media but I still couldn't quite get the connection with how you could use it for um, evangelism. So when I talked to my professor, he was kind of confused, like, well, what would Augustine say? And I was like, well, Augustine didn't have a Twitter account or a Facebook account, uh, so I don't know what Augustine would have done. And so I think think it was his way to say, well, I need to do some research. We've never heard anybody even uh, remotely talk about this. And so, I began to just, just do all the research. I looked up all the D-men and the, uh, the other uh, dissertations. There weren't any. There were a few about social media and the internet, but nothing specifically about social media evangelism. So I just said, well, let me start at the, at the base level. Let me just go back and, and, and get my evangelism roots with the things, some of the things Wesley said. Let me kind of connect it. And one of the things I learned uh, as I was going um, through some of Wesley's work he always talked about the mission, the method, the, the mission dictates the method. And so kind of he did something totally different. Like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't uh, castigated from the church, but <laughs> so I still was able to do my ministry. But I, I received that as I heard as I heard um, or could walk in the shoes of Wesley in, in those times of change. And so as I began to, to really learn and hone in my skills in social media, um, I started seeing the connection. First thing, uh, I think the first time I, I um, met her, Miss Facebook, was in 2009. My wife actually was on there first, and she was um, 
uh, telling me she was meeting some new, some of her college and high school friends. And I said, wow, that would be fun. So I jumped on and I started um, connecting with people that I haven't talked to in years and my family members. Uh, another thing that I knew that another reason I thought it would be a very good tool for connection was my mother would always get upset with us because we used to text pictures out. And she said, you guys don't text me pictures anymore. I said, well, mom, we post them on social media. And so I created her account and she refused to use it until she started missing her grandkids. And now she's an expert at 70 years old. She's an expert on uh, on social media. She put, matter of fact, we did a live yesterday at, at Journey and she popped on. I was like, okay, mom, don't say anything crazy. <laughs> and she popped on. I was like, hey, mom. She's like, hey, son. I was like, shh, nothing else. Uh, but, he, but, um, and so just seeing the connection and then Periscope, uh, which is connected with Twitter, started doing the live stream and stuff. And I was like, whoa, this is interesting. So what if uh, we were doing a Bible study? So we started doing, we did a test run uh, for Bible study and we did it with the phone and people were popping up. I was like, wow, this is out of control. And they were asking very good questions. We were talking about um, salvation and we're saved by, by, by faith through grace. We're saved by grace through faith. And uh, man, the questions were, I mean, and, and in the middle of the conversation, this lady who we don't know where, she, you know, she just popped up and she said, well, she said, well, how do you have faith or how do you get by when you've lost your husband and you lost this? And in the middle of the Bible study, here is this pastoral moment where we're like, OK, we have to be pastoral to somebody that we don't know, but we're called to be. And so we just switched the, switched the Bible study. And we began to share and it became a pretty much a grief share group right there on the spot. So those were some of the, I guess, the highlights that helped me to connect the dots where God was showing me that this is a tool for ministry. Now, I will say this, Rachel, it, I've been preaching this since 2014 and not everybody got on board. But I thank God for um, having having shown us that in the midst of what we went through or what we're going through, this is an opportunity. So we, many of us didn't jump out of the boat, but when the boat rocked and we had to jump out. So now I saw so many people yesterday who were uh, pastors who were bold enough to go and share the gospel uh, on social media. I thought it was a great thing. I posted something last night. What an awesome day. The church broke the internet, and um, we were very highly visible. I saw all kinds of sermons and, and posts. Well, I love that, and I love that even back in 2014, you realized how fruitful this type of evangelism could be. So you have, like, a team in place, right? When, when the social distancing came about and churches were trying to figure out, oh, my gosh, what's Facebook Live? How do I do it? I mean, I watched some of your live stream yesterday and the worship was gorgeous. You had like the words up there and slides and all kinds of stuff. So how long did it take to form that team or, or what's it like? How do you handle social media right now? Well, we have, we have a team. We have our AV team and we all work together. So the social media is, uh, team is just one aspect of the AV team and the overall worship planning team. So each individual team like We'll create slides already. We already created slides based on the sermon, based on the updates, uh, anything. So 
it was just the only thing that changed for us is the people weren't there. I mean, we were already doing this. Uh, so every Sunday live streaming, and we just had to, I guess, uh, of course, with the social distancing. So we were already in place. Each, like I said, each team knows what the sermon title was going to be. We know what the theme is going to be. We know what the updates are going to be. So as and it's pretty much like you know production of a, of a TV show. Everybody knows which way we're going, and uh, it just helps us to stay on track. And so once it's out there, uh, we ask our social media ambassadors. They they'll do watch parties and they'll share, and people will continue. We we're always saying please like share, like share and tag, and um, so we can get as many people. I think yesterday um, it was I thought it was twenty three hundred people that were. Um, at the peak that I saw yesterday that were on, on live. And in the comments, oh, thank you for sharing this. Um, and the prayer requests that were coming in, somebody asked me, well, how do I send a prayer request? I'm like, send it here. There were some people who asked, uh, they needed some help with um, somebody from Augusta, which is like an hour away. Her son and daughter needed food. So it was all kinds of connectional things that were coming through our social media because everybody saw that we were out there and that we were willing to, to be the church. Um, we were separated, but together on yesterday. And I, and our hashtag was worship, um, wherever you are with church, wherever you are, it was hashtag JCW, you are journey church, wherever you are, which is what we promoted on yesterday. Wow. That's amazing. And I love that you use the term social media ambassadors because a lot of churches may not realize that they have people out there that are already really connected, that like to like and, and share things. And I was amazed at my church plant, how often people would show up. And like in the last two to three years, the number one reason that someone visited the church in person was because they saw something streamed or shared on some social media platform and, and it made them connect virtually and then they would show up in person. Um, have you found that, that, that that's a benefit of this evangelism using social media is people when we're allowed to gather again, we'll probably be more likely to show up because um, they feel connected to you already. Yeah. Well, well, Rachel, I, I have, I have the, um, I guess the esteemed pleasure to be the person that gets, we have connect cards that we, we send out uh, to our guests. And so one of the questions is how did you hear about us? Other than in our personal invite, which could include uh, social media invitation, website, Facebook, is the next highest um, answer. So people out there, um, we just had a couple that just joined from New York. They said, we found you. And this was an older couple. They're like, we saw you on the internet and we went to your website, found your address and they showed up. Um, it's amazing that that's, especially with, we, we talk about the different generations. We talk about Gen Y, Gen um, Z, and of course, alpha generation, which are the baby babies. But the way they see um, social media is totally different than my generation and above. I mean, that's the first thing they're going to do. And that you know, social proof is really big. Like they're not going to um, say, hey, what do you think about this church? More so than go look at your website, look at your social media to see whether or not you're active on social media. And if you're not, then it's going to be really hard to reach um, the three younger generations than my, my, my Gen X generation if you're not um, the savvy on social media. Wow. So can you tell me a little bit about all the social media platforms you're using right now for your evangelism? We know that you're live streaming Sunday mornings. You mentioned Twitter in a small group. Are, are you using Snapchat, Facebook? What are, you know, 
and some of them okay, so ways. Okay, great channel. question. Our primary um, social media platform is Facebook, uh, but we do we do have Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we use YouTube Live as a way for people to connect, and uh, we don't use Snapchat or um, I've even I did mention the uh, rather about uh, tick, using TikTok. Uh, for, per, per, for people like me that have a short attention span, TikTok is a really good way to get a good blurb out there. And if it's a good blurb, then I'll see it and be attracting. So I'm sure there's some people like that as well. So yeah, we try to u- utilize them all uh, to make sure that that we have um, that we have a presence there and, uh, and and try to do it well. And I think that now what's ha- happening is that the more people who are becoming uh, who are getting Facebook pages and, and are posting that content is king now because what you want to do is be able to stop the scroll, meaning that there's so much stuff out there, your, your stuff needs to be appealing and attractive that will have people to stop and view. So like if you saw the post, I put long posts intentional because if I wouldn't have put long posts, people would have read a couple and like, I'm out of here. So just understanding how to post things, when to post things, um, things that are, are attractive. And also, this is one thing, one of the key points I need to, to let churches know. If you're on social media, one out of every five posts needs to be invitational, meaning that if all you're ever saying is come to church, come to church, that's going to get old really quickly. You can do polls, you can post a scripture. And one of the things I tell pastors, post a picture of you cutting the grass. People like to see their pastors as humans, it humanizes pastors when you're able to do something. I mean, my wife, we did a uh, we did a video during the uh, the eclipse, right? And uh, we were singing this song, uh, "Total Eclipse of the Heart," and I mean, it went viral. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I thought it was silly, but at the end of the day, they saw us as a couple and, and as a as a pastor, as a human. And I think that that needs to be a part of it because if not, it just looks like business. Remember, it's social media. People want to, first of all, they want to be seen um, and they want you to know that, that, uh, that you see them. So I think that's that's really important to watch what you post. And also, you know, if somebody likes you or so, make sure you or make sure you comment back. That's important because Facebook has a response time on your messenger. Um, and so if they see, well, these people respond every couple of months. Again, that's a that's a warning sign. Well, these, this church isn't really and really excited about social media. and. Uh, those are the types of things that will cause people not to um, to stay on your social media or even visit your church. I love that because sometimes churches, um, you know, of all different sizes, but those who aren't really savvy with social media will say, well, I'm just going to post a scripture every day and type it in and then everyone will come and they don't realize that can actually hurt your visibility. It lowers your Facebook analytics because if it's not an engaging post, it won't come to the top of anybody's news feed from your church. So um, the more engaging, the better. And I think you're absolutely spot on. That's why they want to see the real life, uh, the humanity of their pastors as well, or other leaders or things that are fun and entertaining, as well as things that are really serious and, and address, you know, strong emotions they might be feeling as well. And so the more ways that you can spur on conversation or interaction by doing a, a poll on Facebook or doing more of the videos and Facebook Live. And like you said, you shouldn't have long posts without warning people or long videos. Like no one necessarily wants to watch you sit and talk to a screen like this for, you know, 45 minutes. 
three to five minutes might be the attention span you're going to get from folks. But having things like um, on Snapchat, I know some churches are doing like a Snapchat Snapchat filter to like inspire hope or moving into more like, do you use Zoom at all? Or are you using Zoom groups right now for discipleship? Well, well actually, we, we use a Zoom for our meetings. And we're going to, matter of fact, I'm working on now having some different Zoom rooms for, for the kids because um, some of our youth and children who are stuck in the house with their parents uh, and are, are, they have cabin fever. So we're going to try to have different rooms and they'll be able to go in and set it up. So that's what we're working on right now for, the, for our youth youth and children. And I think that uh, for our Wednesday night Bible study, we did a joint, um, uh, the youth, children, women, and men's study. We did that jointly last week. And I think we had uh, over 1,200 views on that. We're looking at a way now that, because our groups kind of want to meet together, like the men, women, and so, because they're so used to doing that. So we're trying to figure out what we can do facilitate that as well as as a general one is so that we can reach as many people anytime anybody says they want church hey i'm i'm, I'm here for that whatever i can do to help facilitate children wanting to be the in church i'm i'm all for that so we're just trying to use as many creative ways hangouts google hangouts is another way um you can have groups in that and, and i tell people youtube is your friend YouTube is so instructional. I almost changed the wheel bearing on my car until my wife was like, uh, Martin, you can't do that. But it was so easy. And But I actually didn't have the tool. I wouldn't have tried it. But I'm saying YouTube is your friend. It gives you an opportunity to learn some different things and interact uh, with folks. And I'm in a, I'm in a web, I'm in a uh, Facebook page called Social Church Social Media Managers. Um, we had 12,000 people in there before the um, virus, coronavirus, now there's over 16,000 members and we share and bounce off uh, ideas with one another. And it was so great to see the people who were so nervous about going on social media for the first time. And uh, somebody posted, we made it. And I said, yeah, we broke the internet yesterday. And it was, it was exciting. And I was so happy for so many pastors who, who, who took that opportunity to get out the boat yesterday whether or not it was because the boat was rocking or the boat was sinking, they got out there and they did the best we can. Now we have to work on, on doing social media well as a church. We can't get back in the boat. This is this is the greatest communication shift in 500 years. And we have to uh, understand it's a tool, it's a means of grace for us to be able to go out and reach folk and um Share the love of Jesus Christ, and that's what. Because the world, the world is the world is our parish. Wesley said that. So <laughs> the, Wesley would have all forms of social media. He would be on there now. He probably be on there every every hour, like he would write <laughs> in, the, in the Holy Club. But he would be there, and he and I could see Whitfield preaching there um, or whatever. So just just yeah. let's let's use our biblical imaginations and imagine that. Imagine, have a new image of what we can do um, as a church. Take some risks. I love it. Can you imagine how methodical Wesley would have been with social media? Like he would have been yes. one of those people in the restaurant taking a picture of every meal and putting it on Instagram, right? Just to document yeah. every little thing. Because <laughs> right. he was so good at it. And, and he was. Yeah. He would leave the church and go out in the field and preach. Where are people? Right now they're on social media. So if you're not there, you're missing out. I mean, I love how you said, because I was encouraged too, even seeing pastors that, 
it was probably their first time ever doing something live. Yeah. And it's so intimidating. So what would be your tips for like that pastor where it's the very first time they're speaking publicly, they're not sure how to, you know, how to connect with people. They're sitting maybe in an empty house at a dining room table. It feels like they're talking to themselves. Um, what, what, how would you encourage them? First thing I would do is say, pray. <laughs> and as soon as you finish your prayer, practice. Practice before you get on the internet. Uh, just, you know, like me, I have my um, a producer who's right here, my wife behind me, just making sure that she just told me, Martin, get your five tips. And I have my five tips here. So make sure you get somebody else who can watch and see how you look. Um, why you're there now she's telling me to slow down okay and, and so, <laughs> so so yeah so make sure make sure you practice and then and also be practical if you just have a computer you have your phone you have a laptop just simply go to facebook live or youtube or you can go to youtube and do it and then upload it i mean film it and upload it until you feel comfortable with it uh make a nice outline of what you want to say as a good Toastmaster, we learn you know, the first thing you're going to say and the last thing you're going to say so that when you're, you, if you get a little shaky if you're live, you can always go to that last statement um, and, and be prepared. Also, if you do have um, a camera uh, phone, invest in a tripod. They're $19 to $26 on Amazon and just have it available so you can just stick it there and you could just uh, go live that way. Also, um, uh, work on building your audience of folk and let people know if you're going to, if you have any other means of contact, like we have what we call twexting, which is a, a constant contact. Uh, what we do is send people say, Hey, there's going to be a special message from pastor at 12 AM or 12 PM or whatever time and kind of build the audience and let people know and employ your team. You want to get some young people involved. They are the social media experts and just have them say, Hey, look, we're looking for we're looking for some social media ambassadors. Can y'all help us? And I think that if we're vulnerable enough to the young adults, they'll come in and they'll take it over and help and show us. Because I think that most of the trepidation about social media has been just the fear of the unknown. And um, so all of these things together work together and prepare. Have a social media crisis plan uh, in place, like. Like we've had, we knew that if in an event of an emergency, we already had it in play a place where this is what we're going to do. All these little tips, you got to work on this uh, starting now because this is going to be the new normal. So the next time we're in a crisis situation or you need to be present as a pastor, that you can go click on there and, and uh, also have, um, whenever this is over, have sessions where you say, hey, if you want to learn, we can download the apps for you. Uh, talk to some of the uh, um, the phone carriers. They'll come and help. They'll teach a class and help uh, maybe some of the older adults who may be a little intimidated, and they will show them exactly how to use this technology. And so, and be prepared. I'm telling you, the, I'm telling you, my mother-in-law and my mother both are over 70, and they are social media experts. They comment, they post pictures, they do video, they go live. And um, as, I mean, again, we just have to get out of the boat. I think this is a time that, that God has given us this awesome tool. And I think that this is the time right now. It reminds me of what the Ishakar tribe, they said they knew the sign of the times and they knew where uh, Israel should go. And um, 
I think this is a time that we know that it's time for us to move forward as, as a church. Absolutely, because even when the time comes where we don't have to practice social distancing, I think this will forever change the church. And people think that's a bad thing. And I'm like, it's a good thing. It's a reminder that we are the church, like you said, wherever we go, right? You know, journey is the church wherever we are. And to continue using social media as a way to connect and and reach out and use it for evangelism. So I love the tip that you shared that if folks are nervous about doing something live, they could always record it, put it on YouTube and then share it. And I've seen a lot of churches doing that. And when they share it on Facebook, they schedule a watch party and say, okay, let's right. all watch it together. So again, yep. you're using social media for evangelism because you can have your ambassadors go out and say, okay, friends, watch this service with me at this time on Sunday and we'll talk in dialogue. Um, the sky's the limit. It's just, like you said, not being afraid and getting out well, there. Like, Rachel, like we had two point, <laughs> well, 2,300 people. Now I'm going to send every one of them a thank you for watching. I've been working, there's so many people that we have to send it to, but just let people know thank you for, for watching. Um, and we had people from all over the world watching, people from Germany, uh, different states. And, and, and in our case, we're a military town. So when those people come back to me, if they get stationed here, they'll know Journey, they'll, they'll know that we were a, uh, we were out there trying to um, make sure we stay connected to Buffalo. I love that. When I planted the gathering in Virginia Beach, it was another military town. And I'll never forget, um, like what convinced me social media was going to change everything for us was we had a private Facebook group where the women could share prayer requests with each other. And there was a family, military family that moved away, right? But they stayed connected on that prayer group. And, and the mom was sharing about some personal things she was struggling with and all the other women were affirming her. And she ended up coming back to visit one Sunday, a few years later, and a woman, like they had, there had been years between when one left and the other started coming, but they hugged and they prayed and they said, wow, it's so great to meet you face to face. Like I know you. And they met through social media and fostered this powerful relationship through prayer. And it, it changed them. It changed me. It changed the church forever. So social media is not our enemy. Um, it's really the way of evangelism for the future. So I'm so excited and inspired by what you're doing and how journey is really ahead of the curve, you know, with how to use social media um, to make disciples. Well, you know, and, and one thing about it, um, me being called to, to ministry, I just want to, I'm available for anybody who wants or needs some help. Um, we've created, uh, I, I just superintendent created a, um, a group of us for the Columbia District in South Carolina who will be available to help folks who um, pastors or, or other um, congregation members who want to, uh, some ideas or tips. Uh, and I'll definitely um, be available for anybody who wants to give me a call or email me or, or, or whatever I can do to help. Because I like I said, I know that some people that missed it this week are like, I'm going to do it. I want to do it this week, this, this Sunday, because um, prayerfully we're not um, going to be in this for long, but I'm sure it's a possibility that Easter, we want to have to do Easter like this, right? So be, you know, start thinking about those ways that we can reimagine, you know, the death and the resurrection on, on, on uh, social media. So you gotta, you gotta start thinking about those possibilities. And this thing, what if, what if this was um, 10 years ago, then we wouldn't have had this gift of social media, but we have it and it's not our enemy. You know, and that's one of the arguments that I had to make in my dissertation. And I said, like, water isn't the enemy. You can use it to drown people or you can use it to baptize. It's water. It's all about what you do with the water. The same thing with social media. We need to embrace this. 
I would love, my prayer is for the church to lead in technology on social media and even show other businesses, hey, this is how you do it versus us lagging lagging behind. In my book that I'm working on, I, I pulled a, um, I, I, out of my dissertation, it was the minutes from a church, Assembly uh, God's Church from 1906. And they came up with 10 ways why they should not purchase a typewriter. And it's the same things that people use today on why they should not be on social media. One person, one of the things he said was, well, with a, um, with, when you write, you don't have to, if you mess up, you can just scratch through it. And it was just really silly. But it's just like, okay, they missed it. And that was when the you know, typewriter was uh, just, just becoming uh, big. So let's not miss this opportunity as, as a church. So I'm available uh, for whomever wants to, to talk. Um, uh, if you have fears, I can, we can go through that. Whatever we need to do, I, you know, I will avail myself um, for, for whatever I can do to help churches. But look, if, if, if somebody has a cell phone, you can be online next week on this Sunday. Uh, you can post your bulletins. You can pin it up on your own Facebook. If you do bulletins, I mean, you can do pretty much everything that you can do in person and know that and one of the biggest arguments was people was like, well, that's not real community. I disagree because the Holy Spirit transcends um, in terms of physicality, I mean, uh, physical space. We're here online right now. And it was no different than us being online and being at Myrtle Beach at a conference. The Spirit is with us. And God said he'd be in the midst where two or more or gathered. So if we could just move past that and say, hey, let's use this awesome gift, this awesome tool that, that God has given us. Amen. I love that. And I love your willingness to help inspire others to get over whatever fears they may have and, and evangelize, make disciples using social media. It is our new reality and um, good fruit can come from this. So I'm grateful for you. I am so grateful for your time. I'm grateful for social media with how much yes, I heard absolutely. your story and said, hey, can we talk in one hour? So that Look at that, right? Exactly. Look, we, that, we should open with that, right? That was like, hey, I'm on Facebook. Boom. They say, you know, two and a half hours later, here we are doing a podcast that anybody across the world could see. Just that simple, just that fast. So it's crazy, but it's a blessing. You're a blessing. And so if um, for the, those who are listening out there who want to know more about Martin and his work or reach out to him, just shoot me an email at rgilmore at umcdiscipleship.org and I'll get you all in touch with each other. But I am so grateful for your willingness to help out for your continued ministry at Journey and the great things God's doing in and through you in South Carolina and to the ends of the earth, right? With social media. All right. Who knows how far you're reaching? So New York and beyond, right? right? <laughs> That's right. That's what it says in the book. That's, That's right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thanks to everybody who You're tuned welcome. in today to hear this latest episode of Field Preachers. Uh, tune in next week for another story from an amazing church plant. Take care. Field Preachers podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.